Hey Amy, it's Wednesday, August 12th. Um, the sun is about to set here in my neighborhood. I'm taking a short walk, hoping to catch some fireflies. Um, but I also wanted to see if I could walk and talk at the same time. Um, feeling a little self-conscious, but nobody else knows that. Uh, in my neighborhood, so, um, but me, so there we are. Uh, I wanted to thank you for your letter. Um, it was, sorry to have to point it out, but it was pretty perfect. Um, I just really appreciate you being willing to share personal stories and details about your family and and about yourself, I know it's not easy, so um, I just wanted to say that I value it a lot and I don't want it to sound obvious or trite, but uh, it makes me kind of, yeah, it makes me feel like I'm getting to know you a lot more in this more intimate way. Um, I mean, we've been friends for a long time, but it just feels like we're continuing to unravel, you know, parts from our past and um, I really appreciate that, you know, it's, um, you know, we're in this kind of like semi or mostly virtual presence, so I think there's often a lot of things that sort of crop up from the past that you're just, I just end up, um, you know, th thinking, did I, did I even remember things, like, am I even remembering things correctly or not? Um, but, um, yeah, I also wanted to say I'm sorry you got hurt while running. Um, that must have been really scary, and it's totally fine that you were feeling everything that was kind of emerging at that very loaded and sort of immediate time. So, um, yeah, it just, I mean, it, it, it does feel like sometimes many revelations present themselves to us when we're caught in the headlights, you know, in this potential place of danger. Um, I've had a few of those with my daughters, and part of parenting in the first couple of years is essentially about keeping a very small being alive, and um, it's always frightening when you have to pull them away from potential harm. So... I just hope your bruises are healing, and that you're feeling better. And thank you for telling me about Crip Camp, um, which I'll try to watch. Um, I listened to the episode that you sent me that was called um, Finding the Intersections Between Anti-Capitalism and the Fight Against Ableism um, on the It's Going Down podcast. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I'll be really curious to hear what you think. Adam F. Naughton said some eye-opening things, to me at least, and I see what you were trying to get across with the 
idea of viewing disability being a, a term that takes something away from a person. I think, you know, just what you said, I mean, just starting to use the term differently abled feels kind of revolutionary, but also very helpful for me. Um, and I appreciated Adam talking about how much people in the U.S. view others against the system that is based on comp competition. I've also thought about that, and um, it does it does upset me how you know, like our sense of worth is in relation to how productive we can be or we are. Um, so. Yeah, there's just like a lot of interesting things to think about there because it's almost as if you're, you, you almost have to sort of relearn how to view yourself valuable uh, in society. Um, I sometimes listen to the Alice Wong um, podcast, Disability Visi Visibility, and I was um, thinking of buying her anthology that's just out now, um, and and if you'll if you'll read it too, or if you have read it, let me know. It would be cool to talk to you about it. Um, there's also Sarah Hendren's "What Can a Body Do," uh, which seems really interesting. It's kind of more about design and architecture, um, and so I was, I was gonna pick that up as well, um, but. Yeah, let me address the, <laughs> the elephant in the room, I guess. Um, of course, it's uh, it's totally fine that you didn't like Queen Slim, um, but I wanted to say it just so you know and feel okay about you know sharing your views about it. And um, I don't think you should finish it if you don't feel like it. Uh, I don't want to push anything on anybody. Um, I guess I, d I, I definitely watched it in this very emotional, uh, like emotionally fragile state, but I'm glad I saw it and I have this love for Daniel Kaluuya that I stand by and I think the, the lead actors and, and the love that they showed and portrayed was really powerful. Um, but that's just me, and yeah, and there, there's, there's a, a obviously, kind of violence to take into consideration that, you know, in, in that setting may or may not have been gratuitous. Um, I think my last letter also signaled what a mess I was in at the time, and um, I guess I just have to be okay with that. But it's also what's so strange about these times. I mean, it feels very difficult to have a, a kind of healthy relationship to joy uh, when your mental state can be in this constant flux. Um, or like I can feel very stable, but then I have these terrible dips that are debilitating and um, beyond feeling pitiful or pathetic or apathetic I, all I can do is kind of wait it out and I tend to snap out of it after a couple of days um, it 
it's even unfair to say that I snap out of it when I, it, I mean, it still kind of hovers or hangs in the background uh, or kind of torments you like a, like a drawn out hangover. Um, but, but anyway, these times are, are strange. I read and loved Bernadina Vristo's Girl, Woman, Other, and I've been dipping into Emmanuel Iduma's A Stranger's Pose before bedtime. Um, and it, I didn't think I would like Girl, Woman, Other because I'm, I'm always scared of books that uh, have a ton of characters, um, but I completely devoured it and became so invested in every single every single one of them and uh, as for Stranger's Pose I appreciate how the book is not one defining thing but a hybrid of, of diary and travelogue and photography you know it's observation and documentation so yeah so just so thank you for telling about that one I, I don't think I would have discovered it um, otherwise and um, it's definitely a book that I feel is going to I'll be kind of carrying it around with me for a while um, both of them for sure um, yeah somehow Ryan and I stumbled upon this Sen Senegalese movie uh, the other week called Black Girl um, it's uh, it was uh, it was released in 19, 1969, and it was directed by uh, Usman Sebene. Um, it's about a Senegalese woman who works as a maid in France for a family um, who treat her like a slave, and we watch her sort of mentally and physically break down because she expected a, a different life for herself in France and it's definitely a bit of a trigger warning as it um, has some upsetting scenes but I found it to be compelling and, and interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a Senegalese movie before. And uh, yeah, we've, we also saw First Re Reformed have you have you seen that movie? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it if you if you haven't seen it. But if you have, I'd be curious to talk to you about it. Um, I mainly we mainly watched it because of my kind of pathetic and undying love for Ethan Hawke. But uh, it's also totally fine to skip that one. Um, yeah, and I'm listening to this Swedish audiobook. Um, it's called Shutet's Tid. Uh, this novel by Lena Wolf. Um, and I guess her title would be sort of translated into The Age of the Flesh, maybe. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, just sorry, I'm going to cross the street. And avoid a few people um, just a sec
Um, yeah, Lena Wolf. So her writing is just always so unpredictable. Um, it kind of verges on the surreal sometimes, and maybe this is like a weird thing to say, but like her being a the fact that she does that and she's a Swedish writer just makes it kind of stand out for me. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't really get this feeling a lot from novels, but with her, like, it, it always feels as though her characters are completely taking over the story, but I can never tell, like, how she does that as a writer. Um, so... Yeah, I'm excited to keep listening to her, to that novel. Um, and yeah, since you're always the one with the best recommendations, you'll have to tell me what I should read next. Um, I am going to pick up a copy of Nudie Branch uh, because I also read the... Um, uh, the short story Grace Jones by Irenosa no Koya, and it's just, I mean, holy shit, she's so, uh, so fantastic. It's, it, she's such an incredible writer. Um, just the way her sentences unfold are kind of out of this world, and, um, yeah, it, it's, it's also a story that I, uh, want to read a few times to like fully get everything and just kind of uh, be you know to kind of stay in her world for a little bit longer um, so I guess <laughs> this is essentially a letter about me thanking you for all of the recommendations that you've or all the things that you've read the past couple of months that I'm now catching up to um, but yeah I think I think that's it for now I do hope that uh, you'll leave your neighborhood um, you know somehow safely and I know it's not easy but I think we have to every once in a while get a little air and go for a walk and connect with people somehow Otherwise, I worry you will isolate and disconnect from others too much and and lose touch with reality, maybe, you know? I mean, <laughs> what, is, what is reality these days? You know, what is, what is real? You know, where are we showing our true selves? And is that really possible when we can't meet? face to face, um, I just keep kind of spinning those questions over and over as we're getting through the week, the months, and this year. Um, so thank you again, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.